Hey friends, it's Corey Andrew Powell here, letting you know it's time to treat yourself with an exclusive Motivational Mondays deal at the NSLS shop. Listeners get 20% off shop-wide with the code MONDAYS. That's M-O-N-D-A-Y-S. Need a new coffee tumbler? Or perhaps you want to keep it classy with a new hardcover notebook? Well, get them on sale. Listen, with this deal, I'm tempted to trade in my bow tie collection for one of those cute NSLS hoodies. And don't forget, use code MONDAYS at checkout. That's M-O-N-D-A-Y-S. Enjoy that 20% off at shop.nsls.org. And stay motivated, leaders. Stay motivated. My next guest is a serial entrepreneur, New York Times bestselling author, a global keynote speaker, an ex-contestant on the reality show Paradise Hotel, and really, an all-around likable guy. This is Motivational Mondays. I'm your host, Max Erzak, and joining us is Dave Kirpin. Dave, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Many people believe there's all kinds of secrets to being a great leader, but a lot of success really just comes down to having good people skills. Why does it pay to be likable? Yeah, so so I've spent my career writing about and hopefully trying to practice good people skills and building relationships with people. The thing is, life is very long and uh, the world is very small. And what I have found matters in the long run is the relationships that we build with people and the the kindness uh, that we express along the way and the way that we treat people. Maya Angelou has a quote about, you know, people won't remember what you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel. And I, and I really believe that. And I've been very fortunate to build some great relationships with people over, over the, over the years that have really served me well. Yeah. And, so much of leadership is seeing how you can add value to others, right? Givers gain, takers lose. It's as simple as that. Yeah, totally. Uh, and I think it's a hard mindset to learn for some because you know we think about asking for what we want and being assertive and going for stuff. And the reality is that the way we get what we want is by helping others get what they want and need. Um, you know, I learned that from from Carnegie and. It's, it's really quite true. The more we help others feel heard and feel understood and then help them get what they want and need, the more they are going to want to help us get what we want and need. And once we make that paradigm shift and focus truly on others and hearing others and understanding others, we're going to be so much better off. You previously wrote a really popular book where you shared 11 simple people skills that help you thrive in life. Walk us through some of the really effective ones that our listeners can implement in their lives starting today. Sure. So uh, the book is called The Art of People, 11 Simple People People Skills That Will Get You Everything You Want. It's actually more than 11. It's 53 uh, in 11 different categories. And so, of course, I'm not going to cover all 53, but I'll I'll talk about a a few things very broadly speaking because I've already – mentioned this this idea of listening most people aren't good listeners they think they are but they're not most people listen to reply versus listening to understand and so if we can get just one skill down it's listening better so listening 101 is listening to understand versus listening to reply listening 501 if you will is mirroring back what the other person said with the special attention to emotions that we're hearing and mirroring uh 1000, the super advanced class is validating, walking in the other person's shoes. And this feels at first, it feels a little, it feels a little uh, forced, 
Um, but having done this now with literally thousands of people, including hundreds of college students through, through Apprentice, I can tell you that it works every single time. So I'll give you an example. Um, you're, you're having a tough day. And you say to me, man, I'm so annoyed. I'm having such a, such a lousy day. So I could say, uh, well, how can I help you have a better day? But that wouldn't be listening. I could say, man, me too. I'm having a shitty day. That wouldn't be listening. It's making it about me. Instead, if I say, wow, oh man, it sounds like you're having a horrible day and you're really annoyed. Now I'm demonstrating to you that I am absolutely listening to you and I'm, and I'm with you in that feeling. And then you might say, yeah, you're totally, yeah, you, 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 you nailed it. I just, people are so annoying. And I might continue. Yeah, I totally understand where you're coming from, man. I've been there. That process, that simple process of listening, mirroring, repeating back the emotions that we're hearing and validating, walking in the other person's shoes. 99% of people don't do that. If you do that, you will get more dates. You will get more sales. You will get more jobs. It is, it is, it is a very, very powerful thing. A couple of other really quick things here. This, the, the chapter that I get the most feedback on, it's very simple. It's very tactical, but I'll, I'll share it. It's uh, why you should always take the water. And I, I read an interview about when you're offered water at a job interview or uh, a sales call uh, or any, any opportunity, a new, new opportunity, you should always take the water. Why? Because, you know, if somebody comes to your house and you offer them water, something to drink, and they say, no, I'm good you actually feel like a bad host. So uh, sometimes people say no thanks when, 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 when they're offered the water, but that actually is not the right, they, they feel like they don't want to put the other person out. But on the other hand, if you want to let the other person feel like a good host, you say yes to the water, to the beer, to the coffee, whatever it is, and give them an opportunity to serve you. That's going to put them in a good mood and that's always better for influencing them. So those are a few of the types of skills that I, I write about and speak about and most important, really believe in, Max. It, these things really do make a difference uh, in, in building relationships with people. I've heard you say that authenticity plus vulnerability breeds trust and trust breeds business. This is such a powerful formula for success. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, sure. I, uh, authenticity is really important and it's really scary for people. I think especially young people, because they think they have to have all the answers, be a certain way. And, you know, when I interview people, I don't I don't want them to be forced and fake and have all the answers. I want them to um, be themselves. <laughs> and if 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 they're forced and fake and they get the job, it's not going to work out anyway. <laughs> so they might as well be themselves and then I can build a relationship with them. Look, if I, if I don't like them for who they are, then they're not going to get the job, but that's probably better. And if they, if I do like them for who they are, then they're going to get the job and that's great. And so being by being your authentic self, you're able to uh, build credibility and trust in whoever it is that you're, you're, you're speaking with. And ultimately trust is, is such a powerful thing to build business. I mean, we all do business with people we know, like, and trust and, fakeness, perfect polish, arrogance. These are all big turnoffs. These are inauthentic and, and, and big turnoffs. When people are real, uh, when they're vulnerable. Oprah Winfrey said, if I'd realized that my being my authentic, vulnerable self, self 
would have made me as rich as I've become, I would have done it a lot sooner. <laughs> so we, we have this sense sometimes that we need to be a certain way in order to get people to like us or hire us or do business with us. The way we need to be is our authentic selves because that's going to breed, uh, that's going to breed, breed trust and, and credibility and connection and ultimately uh, help us be more successful. You've also previously said that gratitude is the best drug in the planet because there's no side effects. Why is gratitude such a big part of your mantra? Yeah, it's huge. And I, I, I almost said it when you talk about people skills. It's the last chapter of every, every – listening is the first chapter of all of my books and gratitude is the last chapter of all of my books. Gratitude is a wonder drug. It, it's amazing. Uh, so there's actually a lot of data that suggests that when we express gratitude, we cannot feel unhappy at the same time. And by expressing gratitude, it sets off mirror neurons that actually literally put us in a better mood. So my reference to gratitude being a drug is, 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 is kind of true. It changes, it changes our chemistry. Um, and so why, 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 why do uh, uh, coffee or, or cocaine or weed when we can literally write a thank you card for somebody uh, express gratitude to somebody and get the same effect. It's totally free and side effect free. And it literally lifts our, it lifts our mood. The other thing that lifts our mood, by the way, is acts of kindness is, is going out of the way to, uh, to be kind to someone. A super quick story on this. I, I was having a very bad day. Um, I lost a $250,000, uh, client in the morning, I was on my way down to Washington, D.C. from New York to, 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 to make a big investor pitch. So started off my day losing $250,000. That sucked. Um, and uh, I, I thought I would solve the problem with food <laughs> and uh, have a really good sushi lunch. So I get to Washington on my train. I get out. I walk in the heat. And now I'm sweating, which is bad for my investor pitch. Uh, and I finally arrive at the top rated sushi restaurant in Washington, D.C. And they're closed for renovations. So I'm like, Oh my God, this is horrible. And now I basically don't even have time to find a new place to have lunch. So now I'm walking to my investor pitch and I see a homeless guy and I did the move where I like kind of reached into my pocket to, to look for change. And he sees me, makes eye contact with me, starts walking over very excited, but I've got no change in my pocket. So then I'm like, Oh man, now I'm screwed. I, I take out my wallet and I have no dollar bills. All I have is a $50 bill. So I'm like, Oh, this is, this is so bad. He's like standing right by me, asking me, thanking me. And um, so I made a decision. I, I just went for it and I gave him the $50. And you would have thought that he won the lottery. I mean, he was so, so happy uh, asking if he could hug me. This is pre-COVID, of course. And, uh, and uh, just so, so happy. But the amazing thing was my mindset completely changed. I went from being miserable and frustrated and hungry to feeling grateful that I was in the position that I could have given him that and just touched with how great grateful he was and how happy he was. And I, and I walked into that investor pitch and I landed the deal and I'm telling you acts of kindness and gratitude are true game changers in impacting our mood. And, 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 and moods are contagious, by the way, enthusiasm is absolutely contagious. And so is a lack of enthusiasm. When I run into somebody, a student, a young person who's full of energy and positive and optimistic, I'm like, you're hired. You're awesome. Let's do this. 
when I run into somebody that's like nervous and, you know, not put together and, 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 um, you know, kind of negative, well, that's contagious too. So why wouldn't we choose gratitude, acts of kindness, positivity, optimism, and high energy when we know what the impact of that is going to be. I know you said short answers and I just ripped for hours. Sorry about that, Max, but I get very <laughs> passionate about gratitude. Yeah, that one's great. And, and also seeing other people do those acts of kindness creates that chain reaction where you actually feel good and you want to do it as well. I think that that's really the strongest part about it is doing them publicly does create this ripple effect, which is really powerful. Totally. And I, I have a go-to list of, uh, of, of, of acts of kindness and gratitude. So when I'm feeling down, if I'm about to, if I'm about to lead a team meeting uh, or speak in front of a crowd of thousands or whatever it is, I, if I'm feeling down, I have to authentically get to a good place quickly. So what do I do? I might make a, a gratitude list. I, I pull out my notes app on my iPhone and make a list in two minutes of everyone and every person I'm grateful for. I might write some handwritten thank you cards. I might call up my dad and say, hey, how are you? You know, just an act of kindness. I might go to the, the office, a front door and hold the door open for the next 10 people that come in. I might give a $5 bill to a homeless person. It, by, by having a go-to list of acts of kindness and gratitude that I can access and authentically change my mindset, I am able to get to a good place at any given moment. Let's talk about personal branding. In one of my previous episodes, I interviewed Megan Murphy, who's known for wearing lightning bolts on everything she owns. If somebody Googles a photo of you, they'll instantly see this classic color orange on everything you wear, like you are right now. We see examples like this all the time. Why is personal branding so valuable? You know, I think uh, personal branding and having a signature style is really, really valuable to help you stand out in a crowd. Um, I, I wear orange shoes every single day. I have 87 pairs of orange shoes now. And I usually wear an orange top, although sometimes my wife, you know, thinks it's a little too much. But I'm always wearing orange shoes no matter what. Um, our, the logo of our first company was orange, and I fell in love with it. It's a positive, persuasive color. Uh, I'll tell you a real quick story. When I was fundraising for my second company, I... Uh, had just started wearing orange shoes. I think it was my first or second pair. And I just had a little bit of a gut feeling that I should wear uh, orange shoes to this conference. I wanted to meet this investor uh, that I was pitching. And I had actually sent him an email. Uh, and he had. He, I got an auto response saying, I don't respond to emails. Get more creative. So I think, all right. So I book a ticket at this conference. A thousand bucks I spent. And I went all day long planning to pitch this this investor, uh, Dave McClure from 500 Startups in Silicon Valley. And uh, all day long, I couldn't I couldn't uh, I couldn't get get to him because there was a line 40, 50, 60 people deep everywhere he went. Apparently, other entrepreneurs also wanted to talk <laughs> to this guy. So I'm I'm standing uh, on line for a, a cocktail at the end of the day, feeling really frustrated. Like I wasted a whole day. I wasted a thousand bucks on this ticket, and all of a sudden I hear. I need to meet the man wearing those mother effing shoes. And I look up and there he is in a sea full of people pitching him. He had sought me out because of my bright orange shoes. We had a conversation. He wrote me a $250,000 check. Boom. Now, I'm not saying if you wear orange shoes or if you have a signature style, you're going to you know, attract money quite in that way. But I will tell you, you give people an opportunity to remember you. 
You give people an opportunity to notice you. You give people an opportunity to start to associate with you with something. So yeah, when I walk down the street, people stop me. When I at, when I am at a conference, people say, wow, love your shoes over and over and over again. So my question for you that's listening right now is what is your orange shoes? Do you have uh, a signature style? Uh, a, uh, a, my, I, I had somebody that wore a different color flower in her hair every day. I had another woman that wore pearls every day. Um, I have a friend that wears a purple tie every day. What is it that you can be remembered by that you can start to stand out uh, uh, with as your own personal style? I think it's a very valuable tool. That's awesome. Sounds like the recipe is stand out, be memorable. Stand out, be memorable. I mean, yeah, and these are these are these are surface things, but at the end of the day, uh, hopefully, it stands for something. I mean, the the, the pearl lady was um, super elegant and classy, right? So she wanted to be known by that. For me, orange is about positivity, bright optimism. So 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 that's what I want to be known for. So I would think about not just getting noticed, but what do you want to be known for in your own personality and brand? You just sold your last company that you started with your wife. And now you've already launched a new one called Apprentice. Tell me about Apprentice and how it started. Yeah, so it's been a it's been an amazing journey. I I have been uh, for my first few companies uh, hiring college students uh, as my assistants. And what I would do is I would hire them while they're in school, mold them, and then they would become um, they would become they would work for me full time after they graduated. And the best thing was when they came to work for me, they would already have this leg up over all these other folks because they had worked with me very closely as my executive assistant. So I had one EA. Uh, that became my co-author on a book. I had another EA that became my chief of staff, helping me fundraise and helping me hire a team of dozens of people. I had another EA that became my marketing director. And I had this one EA while he was at school. He worked on a million dollar uh, a project for a client. He helped me uh, uh, write the third edition of uh, my first book, Likeable Social Media. And he came to me two years ago and he said, you know, Dave, I think there's something here. I, I've learned more from you than I learned in college. And I know I've done a lot of valuable work for you. And I feel like you've done this with other college students. Do you think there's a business model here? And I was like, uh, yeah, there is. Let's do it. And you know, he went from being my executive assistant in college, 19 years old, to being my business partner on Apprentice within a few weeks. And we've been at it now for less than two years, We've already built a wonderful business. We'll do a million dollars in revenue this year. The idea behind the business, Max, is we connect CEOs and entrepreneurs with the best and brightest college students in the world. Those CEOs and entrepreneurs, if they wanted to hire a brilliant Harvard student, the day they graduated, they'd have to pay them $80,000, $90,000. If they hire them a year before they graduate through Apprentice, they can pay a lot less. I can still afford to pay my apprentices and my apprentice it gets real world experience with a great entrepreneur or small business owner. So to me, what I'm so excited about what we're building is this true win-win-win ecosystem where students get real world experience that they're not getting in school quite often. And, and entrepreneurs and small business owners get young, brilliant 
hardworking, energetic employees. Um, and I, as the middleman, get to mentor all these students and get to connect all these students with entrepreneurs. It's been a, it's been a wonderful journey. And I'm so, so grateful to Rob, uh, my partner, for, uh, for coming up with the idea. That's so cool. You and your wife, Carrie, are partners in life, but also in business. You've built this massive company together and actually just sold it earlier this year. How do you guys balance your personal and professional life to make it all work? Well, it's funny you ask right now, because right after this podcast recording, we have a, a, an, our annual strategic planning retreat where Carrie and I go away for a couple of days and uh, think about and we'll talk about the future and career planning and whatnot. I think the most important thing is communication, communication, communication in all relationships and certainly in relationships with our significant others and certainly in relationships with our business partners and most certainly in relationships with our significant others who are also our business partners. Communication is so important. Lots of it, uh, lots of love and kindness and communication and I statements. Um, A lot of people get caught up. So getting back to people skills, but it's really valuable stuff. A lot of people get caught up in you need to do this and you should do this. And when you did this, and uh, so I practice, I, we studied uh, John and Julie Gottman are two of the great, the best relationship uh, therapists in the world. They're fantastic. And so we studied them and we, we, we practice using I statements. I feel frustrated. I feel sad. Uh, and, and then when we mirror and validate each other, we can get to a better place. But it's really, really important to communicate in, in, in all relationships. And I know a lot of men struggle with that uh, a little bit more than women and young people struggle with it. But uh, I would I would focus, I would suggest folk people uh, take a look at Gottman and focus on on using I statements and uh, not judging and uh, really list that back to listen, listening, mirroring and validating. Many of our listeners will soon be graduating from college and applying to their first jobs, their first internships. What's your number one advice for successfully navigating their careers and becoming stronger leaders? Yeah, that's a great, great question. Very, uh, there's a lot of stuff I could talk about. Uh, I would say, uh, uh, tactically speaking, uh, use LinkedIn, connect with second degree connections, um, uh, figure out how you can help. But I would say my number one thing is to figure out how you can help people and add value. And, you know, when I, when I lecture for college students um, and I talk about this, they say, well, how can I add value? I'm a college student. I don't, how can I, how can I, what do I know that this big time CEO doesn't know? Cause I, I literally tell people reach out to the CEO of the company where you want to work, where you want, where you want to work, uh, go for it, be bold. And, um, and they're like, well, what can I do? And I say, Here, here's an example. Here's an easy example. Snapchat fundamentally changed the game with how folks communicate using social media. And I can guarantee you that pretty much every person listening to this knows how to use Snapchat. And pretty much no Fortune 1000 CEO knows how to use Snapchat. So if you reached out today to a Fortune 1000 CEO on LinkedIn and said, hey, I'm a big fan of your company. I'm going to be applying for this position. And along the way, I just wanted to let you know, if you ever wanted a 20 minute uh, quick tutorial on Snapchat and why Snapchat is so important and fundamentally changing the way the way folks communicate, I would love to do that with you. Uh, Would you like that? Would you like me to reach out to your assistant to do that? I guarantee you that A, you could actually help them and B, you're going to be 
significantly likelier to get a response than any other type of response to, to a Fortune 1000 CEO. So think big, think outside the box, and think about how you can truly add value for the person at the other end, no matter who you are and no matter who they are, because it's always possible. And how can people connect with you and learn more about Apprentice? So uh, so I'm, I'm easy to find. Dave Kirpin, my name on every social network because of my uh, uh, entrepreneur, entrepreneurial and uh, writing experience in social media, I make myself super accessible. Uh, we, we mentioned the schedule, Dave.com and Apprentice is at chooseapprentice.com. We are filling our seventh cohort right now. So any students that uh, are interested in working with an amazing CEO or entrepreneur um, and having the experience of your life, uh, check out chooseapprentice.com to learn more. Dave, it's been wonderful getting to know you. I encourage every single college student listening today to visit chooseapprentice.com, sign up, learn new skills, and work with some of the biggest entrepreneurs in the world. And as always, we'll see you all back here again next week for Motivational Mondays.